0: This is the greatest hour to follow Jesus. Okay, I'm going to get into my message. I'm going to finish and do part three of the Joshua generation i 've been getting blessed and i 'm actually in Joshua right now. I read the Bible through it every year, and I like to go in order from genesis to revelation i 'm also in Joshua right now, and i 'm just getting blessed so much. but this is something the Lord told me in my sleep i 'm such a dreamer in many ways, and God talks to me a lot in dreams and When I was dreaming or in and out of sleep last night, I just kept hearing established, established, established. And I really feel like God is coming to establish his church, establish his people. And I really feel like it's part of the series that we're on right now because he is establishing not only his church, but his bride. So get ready. And to recap, I just want to recap part one and part two. If you weren't here, you can go on our YouTube and, and watch it. But to just recap what a Joshua generation is, and like I explained before, Joshua, not only does it mean Jesus, but it speaks of Jesus in so many ways. And I explained that already, but these are the qualities of the Joshua Jesus generation. Number one, love for the Lord. You have to love the Lord with everything that you are. Number two, the scripture says in Joshua 1.8, do not let the words depart from your eyes. So you have to be people of the word. <laughs> you cannot be a Jesus people and not read your Bible. You cannot be a Jesus people and not love to be with Jesus. It's not a trend just to say we're part of the Jesus movement and Jesus people, but you don't spend time with them. You have to be people of the word, people of worship. Number three, you have to be people of faith. We're going to get into that today, but Joshua was a man of faith and he trusted the Lord his God with all of his heart. Joshua was one of the two spies. Remember, they said they came, we can do it. There was 10 others that said there's giants in the land when Moses sent them out. We will never be able to take it. And Joshua with Caleb, and we're going to really get into Caleb in a moment. That's probably my favorite part of this whole series. Joshua with Caleb came and said, with God, we can do it. So people of faith that is the Jesus generation that knows no matter what the circumstances look like and they are bad right now but no matter what the circumstances look circumstances look like with Jesus we can do anything anything Number four, you have to honor those who have gone before you. As we talked about the last two weeks, Joshua honored all that he was taught by Moses. And we need mothers and fathers that have gone before us and sown a seed. We are reaping the harvest of things that we have never sown for. Even here at Jesus' image, there's many things that we're stepping into that other people, people we might never even know their name. Maybe in heaven one day we'll get to meet them. But we're stepping into something that we didn't pay the price for. And right now, you're paying the price for something that people will get to reap the benefits of one day. Your children, your grandchildren, future generations. So that's also part of this Joshua, Jesus generation. Number five, you have to be faithful to your assignment. I'm not gonna get into that too much, but it's vital that you don't look around to see what other people are doing. You don't look around, that's, that's comparison, and comparison will kill your assignment, but you stay faithful to what God has called you to. You trust him, you yield, and you're obedient. The plans he has for you are above anything you could ever dream up for yourself. Just trust him and be faithful. So that is a Jesus generation to me. Let's go to part three. Do you like this series? I'm going to just go back for a little bit of part two, just in case if you weren't here. And I'm not really sure. I think I got into this a little bit. But do you remember after they crossed over? Achan stole something. Remember the Lord said things are set apart and you cannot touch these things. There was things that were set apart for destruction and there were also things that were set apart as an offering to the Lord. And Achan got enticed by the things of the world and he touched the things and hid the things and took the things that he wasn't supposed to. So go to Joshua 6:26 through 27. I know, when I drink water, you can hear me. I'm so sorry, but I need water. (laughs) Gulp. Okay, Joshua 6, 26 through 27. It says, At that time, Joshua invoked this curse. May the curse of the Lord fall on anyone. Who tries to rebuild the town of Jericho? At the cost of his firstborn son, he will lay its foundation, and at the cost of his youngest son, he will set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his reputation spread throughout the land. I talked about this last time, and I want to say it a different way. If God is allowing things to die in your life, do not hold on to them, let them go. They cannot go with you in this next season that the Lord is taking you on. Trust the Lord. Trust his timing. There's many of you that God has great plans for you, but the timing isn't quite right yet. And you cannot get ahead of God. I know this personally. I know everyone probably could say this at one time or another. Every leader has gone through this, anyone in ministry. You cannot get in the way of what God is trying to do. Your time will come. Trust his timing. Trust his timing. So let it be gutted out of your life. Do not go outside of the Lord's presence. Remember, they always stayed where the ark of the Lord was, they were always in fellowship with the Lord. Let's get into Achan. Like I said, he was told, he took from the plunder, he was told not to take these things and he took it. Go to Joshua 7 15. The one who has stolen what was set apart for destruction will himself be burned with fire along with everything he has for he has broken the covenant of the Lord and he has done a horrible thing in Israel. See, he was enticed by the world's beauty and it caused him to disobey the Lord. Instead of looking at the Lord and all God had done, he was enticed with the things of this world and how common this is. How common. Something always seems so pretty and shiny on the other side. We get comfortable with what God has given us. We always, as people, want more. But there is no more outside of Jesus. There's nothing more to ever have. He really is everything. He's all you will ever need. And here Achan... She got it, I love that. Here Achan got enticed by worldly wealth, by worldly wealth and, and wealth, and like Michael has taught us so beautifully about saying no to the system of the world, saying no to the things that entice us, the things that look good and saying yes to Jesus and letting him purify you and stretch you and prune you so that you can produce more fruit. What happens when you start to produce fruit? Guess what? God keeps pruning you. Why? So you'll produce even more fruit, bigger fruit, greater fruit. He keeps pruning. What happens when there's death? You prune. You cut it away. Jesus knows how to do that better than anybody else in the entire world. But don't get enticed by the things that don't mean anything. Joshua 7, 21 This is Achan talking. Remember, they got defeated. They had gone and, and overtaken so many regions, and now they weren't, they weren't able to fight anymore. Remember, and they were going, what is going on? Achan says, among the plunder in Joshua 7.21, I saw a beautiful robe from Babylon. Babylon speaks of the world. 200 silver coins. The silver, remember, was set apart for the Lord. This was the Lord's offering And a bar of gold weighing more than a pound. Listen to this. I wanted them so much that I took them. They are hidden in the ground beneath my tent with the silver buried deeper than the rest. Not only were they taken, but they were hidden. That's how much value that Achan had in these things of the world that were set apart for destruction and set apart for the Lord. The gold and the silver belonged to the Lord, but he hid them and he took them. When you live a life set apart for the Lord, the standard is higher for you. The cost is greater. The price you pay is greater. There is a cost to following Jesus. It's the most beautiful cost you will ever pay in your life. The reward is greater than anything you will ever have in your life. But there is a cost. And are you willing to pay it? Are you willing to pay it? Yes. I love the part where Joshua is crying out to the Lord and the Lord tells him to get up. I love that side of the Lord. This was after they had ses- success in taking Jericho and shortly after they were defeated in battle like I just spoke about because of Achan's sin. Go to Joshua seven ten through 13. I have a lot of scripture today, but it's all in Joshua so you don't have to turn around your pages a lot. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Joshua 7, 10 through 13. I love this side of the Lord. But the Lord said to Joshua, get up. Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me And they have not only stolen them, but they have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. That is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now, Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the things among you that were set apart for destruction. Again, what God has told you to let go of, you cannot take it with you in this new land. You cannot. If God has told you to set it aside and destroy it in your life, obey and let it go get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord says, the God of Israel, hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. The Lord is saying here, get up. You were defeated because you disobeyed me. Don't overcomplicate things here. You disobeyed what I asked you to do. That's why you're being defeated. This also reminds me remember when Moses was crying out and the Lord said, Did my arm lose its power? Again, I love that side of the Lord. Did my arm lose its power? Basically, you know what to do. And sometimes we get in these ruts and we go, Oh, poor me. Oh, Lord, why, 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 why? And God is saying, You know what to do. You know the source. Get back in the word. Get back to prayer. Get back worshiping me. Trust me. Obey. If you disobeyed, repent. Repent for the things that you've done. Lay it down at my feet and repent and make it right. That's why you're going in circles like the children of Israel did. When I have plans for you to go straight forward, make it right and keep moving on. Sometimes we overcomplicate things. We live defeated, but God has called you to live victorious. You don't have to live defeated. Just obey. He is asking you to let go of those things he told you to so you can walk in victory. And we all have things in our life that we hold on to that God has asked us to give it back to him. Just like Isaac Give it back to me so that so I can trust you. Even the good things sometimes the Lord asks us to lay down and give it back to him. Your dreams, your ministry, things that he's given you, he has to be number one in your life. All in all, they were defeated by their enemy because of one man's sin and rebellion. The stakes were too high right now. I say this to our students. Be careful who you surround yourself with. Be careful what you entertain. Be careful what you listen to, what you watch, what you allow in your home, what you allow here, because ultimately what you get, what gets in here is going to get in here. Be careful. If it's not pointing you to Jesus, even if it's not sinful, do you need it in your life? You have to look at everything and go, is this bringing me closer to the Lord, or is this making me further away from God? Is this building my spirit man so I can grow, or is this feeding the flesh in me? Because we all have flesh. We all do. And we need, everything in our life needs to point us to Jesus. Jesus. I feel this really strong and I've said it before. Some of us are going a, to a place that others can't go with us. What does that mean, Jess? It means God is calling some of you higher. And you and it's 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 a it's a it's a narrow road. And the Bible told us it would be a narrow road. It won't be easy. It's going to take determination. It's going to take A mindset that goes, whatever I have to do, I'm going after Jesus for the rest of my life. If my friends want to come with me, great. If they don't, I'm still going. If my family wants to come with me, great. If not, if I have to go alone, it's me and Jesus. Whatever I need to do to have him, I'm going to do. I want him. I want to know him all of my life. That's the kind of surrender that he's looking for right now in this season deep, surrendered hearts, and you don't have to be on a pulpit to live a surrendered life. He's looking for his children that he can trust. He's looking for people that will say yes to whatever it is he's called them to do. And more and more, we're seeing people turn away from the Lord at numbers I've never seen my entire life. Why? Maybe the cost was too great, but he's worth it. He is the reward. Only Jesus is the reward. He's the only reward you'll ever have. So, you have to have a mindset, almost like this tenacious strength that just overtakes you that says, No matter what, I'm following Jesus. Do you remember when Michael and and Ben Fitzgerald asked Brother Yoon at Jesus 19? They said, How come when you were in chains and in prison? You didn't, you didn't, did you ever want to quit? And remember he started singing, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. That marked me. It was so simple and childlike, but I was like, that's why. He, he made it up in his mind from the beginning. I'm never turning back. They can, they can torture me. They can beat me. They can isolate me. As long as I have Jesus, he is enough. He's enough. After Joshua led the Israelites in victory, he built an altar to the Lord. Go to Joshua 8:30 30 through 32. Then Joshua built an altar to the Lord, the God of Israel. He followed the commands That Moses, the Lord's servant, had written in the book of instruction. That goes back to that honor piece we talked about earlier. Make me an altar from stones that are uncut and have not been shaped with iron tools. Then on the altar they presented burnt offerings and peace offerings to the Lord. And as the Israelites watched, Joshua copied onto the stones of the altar the instructions Moses had given them. He worshiped God after his breakthrough, and he remembered what his leader before him has taught him. Worship God when you have breakthrough. Sometimes the enemy comes at you harder after your greatest victories. Oral Roberts used to say, after you have great breakthrough in the kingdom, go be with Jesus, because that's when the enemy will try to come against you and take what God has done. So when you need him, worship him. When you have him, worship him. After you've had breakthrough and victory, what do you do? Worship him. Worship him always. There is protection. That's the only way that you can live in protection and live free. We talk about getting free from fear and and pornography and all these things. We've seen so many people get free from so much. Well, how do you stay free? It's one thing to get free, but how do you stay free? Only in Jesus can you stay free. That is the only way. Outside of him, you won't be able to stay free. I dealt with fear my whole life. You guys know my story. Since I was a little kid, I don't remember a memory not having fear. How have I been able to stay free for five years? Is now because of Jesus. That's it. If I didn't stay in the word of God, if I didn't stay on my face, if I did not, not stay uh, worshiping the Lord, I would be bound again by fear because my freedom is not my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. That's why I'm able to stay free. You need him always. So now Joshua, he, he remembers, like I think Judy said today, I think we need to remember. He remembered all God had done. He remembered what he learned from Moses who went before him. He held on to the promises, and he held on to those things that he celebrated in victory just like he did when he was walking through the trials. That's, there's so much beauty in that. Verse 34 through 35, St. Joshua 8.30 Joshua read them every word Moses had ever wrote them to the entire assembly of Israel. Listen to this. To get where God is taking you, you have to remember what he's done. Like Michael has always said, to hear what God is saying, you have to remember what he has spoken. How many of you have had time with the Lord and you, so you have just beautiful encounters, and God shows you so many amazing things, and then you stop praying, you stop reading the Word, and it's almost like you forgot everything that the Lord had already shown you. Why? Because you have to stay hungry. The more you feast, the more hungry, that's when you know you're hungry, when you take a bite, right? You go, ah, oh, I need more. That's how it is with the Lord. Joshua 10, 25. Don't ever be afraid or discouraged. Joshua told his men, be strong and courageous for the Lord is going to do this to all of your enemies. This was after he was telling them they were defeating the enemies. And remember, Moses also told that to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Now Joshua was telling that to his men. Joshua honored what he was taught by Moses and he led accordingly. Joshua eleven five. My iPad just skipped. Just give me a moment. <laughs> Technology. Can't find it. Let's go to Joshua eleven fifteen. As the Lord had commanded his servant Moses, so Moses commanded Joshua, and Joshua did as he was told carefully obeying all the commands that the Lord had given to Moses. Throughout the years, Joshua conquered much. If you don't believe me, just read Joshua 12. You'll see a lot of conquering going on. He was faithful to what the Lord had asked him to do. He fought hard for his people and for all the generations after him. I love this part. And this was the part I wanted to get to in this message. Caleb, go to Joshua 14, 6 through 15. I love this part. And this I really feel like is a now word for us right now. I'm going to just skip around a bit because it is a long passage, but I really, really want you to hear this. Joshua 14, 6 through 15. Caleb said to Joshua, Remember what the Lord said to Moses. Now, just think for a moment, this was like 40 years after. Caleb said, Remember. What the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, about you and me, I was forty years old forty years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and I gave an honest report, but my brothers who went with me frightened the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. So that day Moses promised me the land of Canaan on which you were just walking will be your grant of land and that of your descendants forever. Don't you feel the Lord? I feel the Lord. I hope you do too. (laughs) Because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. Now, as you can see, the Lord has kept me alive and well as he promised for all these 45 years since Moses made the promise. Even while Israel wandered in the wilderness. Listen to this. Today, I am 85 years old. God's not done with you. I don't care if you're in your 80s. There's still more to come. I am as strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey, and I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. God bless that. So give me the hill country that the Lord promised me. You will remember that as scouts, we found the descendants of Enoch living in the great walled towns. But if the Lord, I love this part, listen, if the Lord is with me, I will drive them out of the land just as the Lord said. So Joshua blessed Caleb and gave Hebron to him as his portion of the land. Hebron still belongs to the descendants of Caleb because he wholeheartedly followed the Lord, the God of Israel, and the land, listen to this, had rest from war. So much to unpack with that. Number one, you have not because you ask not. What if Caleb did not go to Joshua and said, remember, remember what was promised to me, not only for Caleb, but for his family. He was doing that. He fought so that his family could have peace. We just read the land now had peace from war. And like I said, and I'll say it again, maybe maybe some of you are going through something right now. Maybe, maybe you're going, why is this so hard? Why is plowing and the faith I need to walk through this so hard? Well, you don't know what's on the other side, first of all. And number two, you're paying a price, so maybe your children never have to pay that price. Or your grandchildren, or their children, or their children. Right now, Jesus School students, maybe you have have given so much to sit at the feet of Jesus for these years so that maybe your family will reap the reward of everything you have sown. It's a beautiful thing how the Lord operates. It's a beautiful thing in the kingdom. And I love that part because I think, what if Caleb didn't ask? What if he didn't say, remember, Joshua, remember what was promised to me? Caleb fought hard and, and held on to the promises of the Lord, and now his descendants had peace and rest. Go to Joshua 21, 43 through 45. Joshua 21, 43 through 45. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side. See, rest is coming. Just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors, none of their enemies could stand against them, for the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies, not a single one, not one, Of all of the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel were left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. God does not lie. He is truth. He doesn't just tell the truth. He is truth. He cannot lie. So his promises will come to pass. Not always when we think they will, but they will come to pass. Keep plowing, keep digging, keep believing, keep trusting. They'll come. This is what Joshua said, and we're going to close with this, but this is, this is the end. And, and this is like, to me, one of the most holy parts. When Joshua was old and about to die, these are the things he said. And when people are about to take their last breath, you listen to what they're going to say. Go to Joshua 22, 1 through 5. Joshua 22, 1 through 5. Then Joshua called together the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. He told them, you have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. See, God was still using Moses in this, in this season. It's beautiful. Even if God is with you, he'll just do much through your life. You won't even get to maybe see all that he will do. You have done as Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, and you have obeyed every order I have given you. During all this time, you have not deserted the other tribes. You have been careful to obey the commands of the Lord your God right up to the present day. And now the Lord your God has given the other tribes rest as he promised them. So go back home to the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you as your possession on the east side of the Jordan River. Listen to this. But be very careful to obey all the commands that the Lord inst- and the instructions that Moses gave to you. Love the Lord your God, walk in all of his ways, obey his commands, hold firmly to him, and serve him with all of your heart and all of your soul. Basically, saying, give him everything, never let go, hold him as tight as you can. Hold on to the promises. Obey him with all of your heart, all of your soul. The Lord is always faithful to his children. Now it's our turn to be faithful to him. The last part speaks of not holding back. Give him everything because he has given everything to us. He's never held back to us, so he deserves everything that his children have. He deserves the best of our mornings, the best of our offerings, the best of our worship, the best of our family, the best of our everything. Jesus deserves the best because he's given us so much. The Lord gave his only son to die for us when we didn't deserve it. Joshua 23, 6 through 11, I'm going to close with this. So be very careful to follow everything Moses wrote in the book of instructions. We have a book of instructions right here. The Bible. Follow it. It's the foundation of your life. Do not deviate from it, turning either to the right or to the left. Make sure you do not associate with the other people still remaining in the land. Do not associate with those people that God has called you to break away from. Do not even mention the names of their God. Don't mention the things of the world. God is too holy. Much less swear by them or serve them or worship them. Rather, cling tightly to the Lord your God as you have done until now. For the Lord has driven out great and powerful nations for you and no one has yet been able to defeat you. Each one of you will put to flight a thousand of the enemy for the Lord your God fights for you just as he has promised. So be very careful to love the Lord your God. Again, he's telling us, Joshua is saying cling to the Lord, hold tightly. That's the only way my friends is to hold on to him and never let go. Clinging is not just loosely holding on to something, clinging is holding it with your whole life, with everything you got, that's the only way. Keep pressing on, stay focused. Don't look to the right or to the left to see what others are doing, it doesn't matter. All that matters is your walk with Jesus, that's it. And the people in your life that he's put in there, like your children, your family, of course to to be a godly example but you don't need to worry about what other people are doing you're set apart called to live a holy life keep looking ahead staying focused he was a mighty leader Joshua and the last thing that he said to his people was be careful to love the Lord your God there's a reason Joshua said this it's because people can easily fall out of love with Jesus There's a reason he knew that people are fickle and that we're so easily swayed. Remember in the Bible where Jesus said, I know what humankind is like. I'm paraphrasing, but remember, he said, I know what mankind is like. He's looking for people that he can trust. He's looking for people that will give him everything and not hold anything back. To get daily teaching from Michael and to follow our event schedule around the world, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Image TV YouTube channel as well. By partnering with Jesus Image, you will help us take the saving and healing power of Jesus to the world. Your giving changes lives forever. For more information, please visit us online at JesusImage.tv or write us at Jesus Image, P.O. Box 950640, Lake Mary, Florida 32795. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Jesus is the answer for every life, everywhere.